Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Good Thursday morning. Brace yourself for another hot one. Coast to coast. More than 100 million people are looking at temperatures above 90 degrees. And folks, summer is just getting started. It's July 6th. This is today. Scorched Earth. The two hottest days in the history of the planet happened this week. That is alone. Tens of millions try anything they can to beat the heat. My body's not made for this type of weather. Meanwhile, temperatures are rising at airports nationwide as severe weather adds to a rough summer travel season. We're tracking all of it. Crackdown. The city of Philadelphia suing the makers of ghost guns after two of the untraceable weapons were found at the scene of a mass shooting. The latest on the investigation as the suspect faces a judge. Where is he? New questions about that military leader behind the short-lived rebellion in Russia. The president of neighboring Belarus says he's not in that country weeks after he was promised safe passage in exchange for ending the uprising. We're live in Belarus with the overnight developments. Nice threads. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg launching his newest social media app, a direct competitor to Elon Musk's Twitter, boosting big numbers overnight. It's really a fight uh, for the, the digital era. So how is it different and how many people are already signing up? Those stories plus Baywatch. Lifeguards from the Gulf Coast to the Northeast on high alert after several shark bites in a matter of days what you should know before heading into the water. And movie mission. Tom Cruise wants you to return to the theater and not just to see him. I make movies for the big screen. That is what I do. How the action star is single-handedly trying to save the summer blockbuster. Today, Thursday, July 6th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And a good morning to you. Welcome to today. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday morning. Savannah and Hoda are off this week. Chanel Jones is in a little bit early. Good morning. If anyone can save the summer blockbuster... Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. And I tell you what, with all of this heat, this might be a great time to go to the movie theater, to That's go inside. True. I think it's three hours long. It's close to hear. three hours. But I think he can do it. And also, apparently, that stunt that you're looking at right there, mm-hmm. some have called it the greatest stunt in the history of movies. So we're going to spend some time no. talking about uh, that summer blockbuster that's coming out next weekend. But we are going to start this morning with a look at some numbers that are driving the day, including Powerball. Folks, there was no winner last night, so that means the next drawing is Saturday with an estimated $590 million jackpot. Also making news overnight, that Threads app launched by Mark Zuckerberg to take on Twitter, now claiming 10 
million signups after going live just 12 hours ago. We'll have a closer look at what that all means coming up later. Meanwhile, we are in for another day of extreme heat. 24 million Americans under heat advisories again today after the Earth's hottest average temperature was reached for the second time this week. We've got it all covered for you on this Thursday morning, including the effect on holiday travel going into the weekend. We start with NBC's Priscilla Thompson. She joins us from Houston, Texas. Priscilla, good morning. Craig, good morning. I've got two words for you this morning. Hot and humid folks are undoubtedly going to be flocking to parks like this one as families try to get the kids out during the summer while also trying to stay cool amid these blistering temperatures. An astonishing milestone this week. Monday and Tuesday, the hottest days ever recorded on Earth. Here in the U.S., Americans feeling the brutal summer heat firsthand. Over 20 million under heat alerts today. It's really hot, really humid. Central Florida reaching a triple-digit heat index Wednesday. It's too hot. I want to move out of Florida. My body's not made for this type of weather. Local emergency managers putting extreme weather plans in place. Just last year, we activated the plan twice, and it was only for a couple days. It's now been active for over a week. Connecticut's governor also activating statewide extreme weather protocols to protect residents from brutal temperatures. Sarasota, El Paso, and Portland all seeing record highs Wednesday. And in Tucson, Arizona, it was a staggering 107 degrees. Summer's only just begun. Always parks that have sprinklers. We carry a lot of water. We spray them down all day. <laughs> but the sweltering heat is already in full force. Drinking a lot of Gatorade. Water, staying hydrated. And temps still spiking with that global record. Even with half the world in winter, the average global temperature at 62.6 degrees Monday. And even higher, 62.9 on Tuesday. Climate experts warning this is not a milestone to celebrate. We're pushing our ecosystems and our climate into a different place uh, than it's been for the entirety of human civilization. And that is alarming. All as Americans are bracing for more historically hot days ahead this summer. And sadly, we are learning of another heat-related death that occurred overnight. And I should point out, it's not just the heat that people are dealing with today. There are also tens of millions who are under air quality alerts in the Northeast and the Midwest. But a bit of good news, we may be seeing more seasonal temperatures heading into the weekend. So hopefully folks can enjoy a break from the heat just in time for the weekend. Craig? Mm. All right. Yeah, we'll get more on that in just a moment. Uh, Priscilla, thank you so much. In addition to the heat, we're also on alert for more summer storms today, and that could mean more travel trouble during this busy holiday week. NBC's Shaquille Brewster is at Chicago's O'Hare Airport with the latest. Shaq, if you're flying home today, what can you expect? Well, the good news right now is that the travel situation is improving. You see behind me at O'Hare Airport, it is certainly busy, but things are moving extremely quickly. And let's look at the picture and look at the latest numbers nationwide. Across the country, you're looking at about 500 delays, less than 100 cancellations. Uh, severe weather in the Chicago area overnight caused some real travel trouble. Yesterday, this airport led the nation in flight delays and cancellations. One in every three 
flights departing O'Hare was late. And Chicago's not alone when it comes to those facing this travel crunch. If you're heading out the door today, look at this map of the nation's busiest travel hubs. We're talking about Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, L.A., and JFK all seeing a rush. If this week of record holiday travel has taught us anything, we know that travel is back. But be prepared to wait. Chanel? That is for sure. On that note, what if you're heading out on the road? Well, know that you are not alone. AAA projected that some 43 million Americans were hitting the road this holiday period. That is another record number of people hitting the road. More good news, though. Peak travel has ended. So that travel, the busiest days were yesterday and last Friday. But if you're hitting the road, experts are saying don't let up just yet. Still use those traffic apps to avoid any congestion and shop around for the best gas prices. Gas prices are about a buck. 25 lower than they were last year uh, nationwide. They're about averaging about $3.50. So if you're hitting the road again, go with some patience, but things are improving. Things are going in the right direction now. Good advice there. All right. Thank you, Shaq. All right. So there's a lot to talk about in the weather department. So we bring in Dylan Dreyer. She's in this morning for Mr. Roker. Uh, we're looking at heat, but we're also looking at storms as well. Heat storms. Yeah, we've got a big mix of things happening across the country and none of it is all that great. We've got severe thunderstorm warnings in effect just west of Oklahoma City. These will continue to move eastward cloud to ground lightning, torrential downpours, perhaps producing about two to three inches of rain per hour. So you just uh, indicates just how much moisture is in the atmosphere atmosphere and also uh, the threat of large hail and damaging winds, a possibility. We can't rule out tornadoes either, especially in this area in orange. That does include Denver, stretches over into Kansas and parts of Oklahoma where we could see hail up to egg size, also is as large as softball-sized hail. So that would uh, certainly cause some damage there. And especially in this area with the hash marks, that's where we could see that baseball-sized hail. So now let's talk about the heat. A few record high temperatures are possible. 94 degrees in Burlington, Vermont, of all places, the heat index, 96 degrees. New York will feel like 94. Baltimore will feel like 95 degrees. So if you are spending time outdoors today, make sure you stay hydrated and then just pop into the AC when you can. And down south, the heat continues. Your temperatures will be in the mid-90s. Your heat index well above 100 degrees, Chanel. All right. Thank you, Dylan. We'll get the full forecast from you in a couple of minutes. Meantime, the man accused of killing five people in a Philadelphia neighborhood this week is believed to be mentally ill. That's according to a senior law enforcement source. 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker was arraigned yesterday and held without bail. Police say he was armed with an AR-style rifle and also a handgun described as a ghost gun or a firearm with no serial number. Meantime, city leaders in Philadelphia are taking steps to address gun violence. The city filed a lawsuit yesterday against two major manufacturers of illegal ghost guns. The manufacturer of, the, of these weapons need... It need to be held accountable for what they're doing. People are dying, murdered by weapons that are sold for the exact purpose. Officials say the litigation aims to combat gun violence and reduce the flow of guns into Philadelphia area communities. Turning now to the investigation at the White House after a small bag of cocaine was found inside the West Wing. NBC's chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander, is here with the very latest on this. Peter, we know that this substance now officially came back positive for cocaine yesterday. So 
what will the investigation focus on now? So let's walk you through what we know right now. We're talking about a small dime-sized bag of cocaine, as it was described to me. Sources familiar with the investigation tell us that this was found inside the West Wing. It was found near a set of cubbies. These are cubbies in an area where staff and visitors are routinely directed to put their personal belongings, like their cell phones, before they step further inside. The Secret uh, Service, and they're leading this investigation, their challenge right now is to find out who put it there and when. Again, it was found Sunday night, but how long was it there? The sources say that the baggie is still at a lab to determine if fingerprints or DNA can be detected and to do a full chemical analysis as it's described to us, of the contents. Those investigators are also reviewing right now video surveillance, uh, visitor logs. But officials say unless forensic evidence is found, like DNA, that they may not solve this because this baggie is so small, right? Even if surveillance video is looking at that area, they may not have captured this exact incident. The West Wing lobby area is often included in those sort of private tours led by White House employees. Officials say those tours were done on Friday yeah. and Saturday mm. and Sunday. The president was away at the time. The president's family was at Camp David then. But the White House says for President Biden, this is a top priority. He wants to get to the bottom of this. Okay. It's, a, it's a space that you know very well. Our chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander. We'll see you back here in a few minutes. Peter. Thank, Thank you, you, Peter. All right. Well, now to some tense moments in the Middle East involving U.S. and Iranian Navy ships. U.S. military officials say two Iranian Navy ships attempted to seize two different commercial oil tankers near Oman yesterday. In one of the incidents, the Iranian ship even fired shots. But in both cases, U.S. Navy ships arrived at the scene and chased the Iranian ships away. Iran denied any attempt to seize these two tankers, calling the U.S. claim false. Meanwhile, in an unrelated incident, newly released video shows Russian jets harassing U.S. drones that were conducting a mission against ISIS targets in Syria. The Air Force says that during that operation, three Russian fighter jets started dropping parachute flares in front of the drones. Those actions forced the United States to conduct some evasive maneuvers. The Air Force calling it another example of, quote, unprofessional and unsafe actions by the Russians. Meanwhile, this morning, there are new questions about the whereabouts of the mercenary behind a brief uprising in Russia. He was offered exile in neighboring Belarus. But overnight, that country's president revealed the military leader is not in the country. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, is live in Belarus for us this morning. Keir, good morning. Chanel, good morning to you. NBC News was invited here to the presidential palace in Belarus to take part in questions to President Lukashenko, a man who's described by many as the last dictator in Europe, a close ally of President Putin. What he had to say will mystify many around the world. He says that leader of that mutiny in Russia is still in Russia, that he's a free man and that he and his Wagner fighters may never come here to Belarus as had been planned. This morning, at his presidential palace, international journalists questioning the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, for the first time since he says he helped Russia avoid a civil war. The authoritarian leader brokering a truce between President Putin and mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. Lukashenko offering Prigozhin exile in his country. But after almost two weeks, mystery still surrounds that deal. Where is he this morning? He could have gone to Moscow, or maybe somewhere else. But he is not on the territory of Belarus. Prigozhin has been heard, but not seen. Only releasing unverified audio messages. 
These images, released by the Russian news outlet Izvestia, appear to show Prigozhin's house in St. Petersburg, searched by Russian police. There's a prayer room, guns and fake passports, and a sledgehammer resting against the wall. NBC News cannot confirm whether the images are authentic. We flew to Belarus, over the Caspian Sea. Well, I just arrived in Belarus, a country that still has a KGB. Yet, I just walked through without any questions. President Lukashenko clearly wants to talk to us. On the drive to Minsk, posters celebrate the Belarus International Security Services, but there are no visible mentions of the Wagner Mercenary Group. These satellite images, released by the Associated Press, appear to show a camp being built at a former military base here. NBC News has not been able to verify the images or what the base is being used for. The suggestion that they will be used to house Prigozhin's soldiers. But while in 2020, President Putin helped President Lukashenko crush protests and stay in power, and Amnesty International says freedom in the small communist country is still severely curtailed with opposition and journalists jailed, some people we spoke to are open about their opposition to Prigozhin moving to their country. Bad. Sure. You don't like Every, it? Everyone feels the same, but may be afraid to tell this. And again, this morning, Belarus saying, Chanel, that Mr. Prigozhin may never move here uh, to Belarus. The Kremlin responding, saying it does not track his movements. And I want to just read you the, a quote from the president of Belarus, because it's quite something, telling us, if you think Mr. Putin will kill him somewhere, that will not happen. Chanel? Still a lot of questions on that one. All right, Keir Simmons in Belarus. Thank you. We turn now to that showdown between two of the wealthiest people in the world. Overnight, Mark Zuckerberg's newest app went live. It's called Threads, and it is a direct challenger to Elon Musk's Twitter. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin live with more on this. And Aaron, again, it just went live a few hours ago, but it already seems like millions of folks have, have signed up. Yeah, that's right, Craig. And the biggest appeal of the Twitter-like app is the muscle behind it. Instagram users can easily transition their accounts to threads. But as we watch the app grow in real time, the question on everyone's mind, will it be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against Twitter in the digital arena? This morning, the highly anticipated rival platform to Twitter is now live. Facebook and Instagram's parent company Meta launching threads overnight. The new text-based app arriving a day earlier than expected. Kind of looks like this right now. It looks like a mashup of like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Overnight founder Mark Zuckerberg announcing threads reached 10 million signups in its first seven hours. Celebrities from Oprah to Kim Kardashian to Jennifer Lopez already joining the app that looks fairly similar to Twitter. The launch coming just days after Twitter announced limits on its app, including how many posts users can read per day. The changes led by controversial billionaire Elon Musk. I'll say what I want to say. And if if if. Uh the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Meta describing its vision as creating positive and creative space to express ideas, leveraging Instagram's more than 2 billion users. Posts on the app can be up to 500 characters long, with links, photos, and videos up to five minutes. Content creator Drex Lee, who makes money as an influencer on Instagram, received early access to threads. What grade do you give it so far? Um... The easy, I mean, everything has been running pretty smoothly. But reaction has not all been positive. 
Some users taking to Twitter, calling threads chaotic and reporting glitches. The biggest concern, the newsfeed's algorithm. Users waiting to see what both apps and both billionaires do next. Elon Musk has challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a, an actual fight. Uh, but right now we're getting to see it uh, kind of on this great public stage. In an interview with The Verge, Instagram CEO Adam Masseri calls Twitter a pioneer in the space, but says its volatility under Musk has opened the door for threads. NBC News has reached out to Twitter for comment, but just received an automated response. Mm. Craig. Okay. Uh, Aaron McLaughlin. Aaron, thank you. Um, full disclosure, I, I logged in a couple hours well, ago. Well, now I'm signed curious. Up, signed up for the app. So then I just opened it right now. It's, so when Dylan starts talking, maybe I'll. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. It's not bad. Dylan, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> you got time to a commercial break. More things I need to <laughs> yeah, I know. On TikTok, Storms like, to talk yeah. about. Exactly. All right, let's talk about the weather. Uh, that is more my wheelhouse here. We do have severe storms likely back through Oklahoma, back through the Plains states today with large hail, damaging winds, and tornadoes today. Fire risk in the southwest, heavy rain along the Gulf Coast, and it is very hot and exceptionally humid in the northeast. And that's your latest forecast. All you right. should put your forecast on TikTok. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's Put it on threads. I have a whole, there's a whole thing. It's too much. Sorry. First to nap. <laughs> All right. When we come back here on Thursday morning, high alert. Our Emily Aketa is on a beach where dozens of sharks have just been spotted. Hey there, that's right. Well, the recent rash of encounters has authorities on Shark Watch from the air, water, and ground. Coming up, you'll actually get to hear from someone who was recently bitten by a shark and why he says that's not stopping him from returning to the water. Stay with us. All right, thank you, Emily. Plus, will the summer blockbuster season have a Hollywood ending? Why Tom Cruise is on a mission to save the season again. But first, this is Today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Back now, 7.30, July 6th, 2023. Weekend today, co-anchor, Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander joining the party. Can't beat a Star Wars bar to get your morning started, right? (laughs) So that was a clip of Harrison Ford in one of his most memorable roles, or so you would think. Coming up in Pop Start in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you which famous host needed a bit of a Star Wars refresher. Kind of Sal embar- Roker when ca- you need him. Kind of embarrassing. So uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, this is, of course, a huge beach week. And here on the East Coast, a lot of folks not exactly rushing into the water. Swimmers and lifeguards 
on high alert for sharks after several people were bitten this week, including a teenager uh, surfer out on Long Island. That's where NBC's Emily Aketa joins us now. She's at Robert Moses State Park, where an entire school of sharks mm. was recently spotted. Is that right, Emily? Yeah, that's right. We're talking about dozens. This is what everyone has been talking about all week long. The recent shark encounters have lifeguards urging people to exercise caution and common sense before heading into the water. They're also ramping up drone patrols, which, as you mentioned, captured dozens of sand sharks lingering just about 200 yards from where I'm standing earlier this week. Experts reminding people for the millions flocking to the beaches this summer that the ocean is home to a wide array of sea life, including sharks. And we are the visitors. Here they come. Oh my gosh. From the Gulf Shore to beaches in the Northeast, a recent string of shark sightings and encounters have holiday beachgoers and lifeguards on high alert. I'm going to need you to respond for a 10 shark attack at the lifeguard station. 15-year-old Peter Bencoli telling News 12 Long Island he felt something sharp while he was out surfing early Monday evening off Long Island's Kismet Beach. My first reaction to when the shark grabbed my foot was to immediately get out the water and get help. Ben Coley says he got back to shore where a friend and another beachgoer helped him until medics arrived. He's now using a scooter to get around as his foot heals. His encounter, just one of a handful of suspected or confirmed shark bites this week. We don't go out too far because I know they're coming close, but we're still swimming. In Florida, a photographer with our Palm Beach station captured this shark swimming just offshore. It comes a day after another shark got too close for comfort for some swimmers at a beach on the panhandle. No one hurt in either incident. Experts say increased shark sightings this time of year are normal, in large part because more people are in the water. It's not that there's a good chance there are sharks in there. There are sharks in the ocean. The ocean is their home. The ocean is a wild place. It is not a swimming pool. Dr. Bob Huter, the chief scientist at OSEARCH, a nonprofit that tags and tracks hundreds of sharks, says along with shark populations starting to rebound in recent years, it may seem like encounters are happening more because of social media. Dr. Huter also cautions even when sharks bite, it's often by mistake. Everybody understands the difference between a dog bite and a dog attack. A shark attack, though, which implies that the shark is really trying to, to kill and feed on the person, that is so incredibly rare. Back on Long Island, Peter Bancoli won't let his injury prevent him from getting back on his board. It's very excited. Go back and start shredding again, you know? So the most important thing to keep in mind is we are not the target for sharks. They are looking for seals and fish. So back to that common sense. If you see those kinds of creatures swim in the opposite direction. Also, avoid wearing flashy jewelry that a shark could mistake for a fish. And in the very rare occasion that you do come close to a shark, don't panic. Just calmly make your way back to the shoreline. Or, Craig, you could be like me and just dip your toes in the water. There you go. You'll never hear about me being attacked by a shark. <laughs> yeah. Emily, Emily, thank you. Kid says he's going to start shredding again. I mean... That's crazy to His me. mom's like, yeah, we're going to have a conversation about that. But I feel like <laughs> most people we've interviewed on this show, most of them go back in the water, for sure. Yes. Right? Have we ever interviewed who's, anybody who's... The bottom line is the shark isn't looking for you, but that doesn't matter when it the shark It doesn't help me. Yeah, attack versus bite. I mean, neither one feels great. Agreed. You know? Hey, let's move on to from the beach to another summer staple, those blockbuster movies as we've been talking about already today. Hollywood is hoping for a bounce back year, but even some huge stars and franchises are struggling to lure folks back to those theaters. 
NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer is here with more. Joe, good morning. Good morning. There's nothing quite like a summer movie, and studios in Hollywood are banking on some big names, both on and off the screen, to help make up for an inconsistent year at the U.S. box office so far. Mark your July calendars for some of the summer's most highly anticipated movies. Live-action Barbie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer will both be released on the same day. Some movie buffs are sharing their excitement to watch a double feature. If you're watching both, I think it says a lot about your character depending on which one you choose first. Even on the red carpet. Tom Cruise stars in the summer release Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, out next Wednesday. And he's hoping the franchise's seventh installment has the same success as the actor's 2022 mega-hit Top Gun Maverick. That film earned $701 million domestically last summer, giving U.S. box offices a major boost. Even legendary director Steven Spielberg gave Cruise credit earlier this year. In 2023, U.S. box offices have made $1.88 billion since early May. That's down about 2% from the same time last year. And some massive projects like superhero flick The Flash and the final Indiana Jones installment underperformed to expectations. Back in the 70s, the massive success of films like Jaws and Star Wars helped create the concept of the summer blockbuster. Decades later, movie studios released big-budget films featuring some of Hollywood's biggest stars and most beloved franchises, anticipating a huge payout. But now, as theatrical releases compete with streaming services, that formula is no longer a guarantee. It's more on the quality of the movie. And so it's not really enough anymore to just be a familiar name, a familiar property to get people to go to theaters. Actors like Cruz are encouraging people to head to the silver screen in person, tweeting these photos, posing with tickets to summer releases and telling Deadline. I make movies for the big screen. That is what I do. Barbie star Margot Robbie and director Greta Gerwig showed off their movie tickets along with the tweet, Mission Accept it. Another interesting note, fewer movies are actually being released in theaters. Back in 2019, from January to the end of June, 57 films were released in 2,000 theaters or more. This year, there were only 45. So 57 versus 45. It's another reason why movie ticket sales are down 21% from before the pandemic. Back to you guys. Thank you, Joe. I didn't realize it was that it was down that much. Neither did Not I. for nothing. Tom Cruise is 61 years young. The guy's still happy. Oh, that's great. I do enjoy like going to the theater and yeah. enjoy that, that communal experience. I agree. Like watching something together. Sure. Yeah, if you got young kids post-pandemic, they oh. haven't done a lot of that yet. It's so true. it's still a fun experience. Coming up next, the investigation into this arrest video that is sparking outrage in Los Angeles. Why even the sheriff there is calling it disturbing. But first, the new trend in vacation planning. Vicki went on using artificial intelligence as your travel agent. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Chanel, Peter, and Craig. And Chanel, I know you've done this firsthand. We've heard a lot about the dark side of artificial intelligence, but what if I told you it could be your personal assistant and help you plan your dream getaway? I'm going to show you how. That's next right here on Today. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip, 
flights, hotels, cars, transportation. It's all right there with One Travel. You can book online via app or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call eight five five four three seven two one five four. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. The most exciting part of a vacation stay at a home rental? Easy. It's being greeted upon arrival with a rusted lockbox affixed to the underside of a stranger's condo. Yeah, you simply twist knobs, click gears, jiggle it, and then rip it off its moorings, and voila! Your prize is a key to a questionable home rental and maybe tetanus. When you just want to get your vacation started by actually getting into your room, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we deliver your key right to your phone on the Hilton Honors app. Hilton for the stay. Back now with in depth today, and we've talked a lot lately about how artificial intelligence is changing our lives. So, one thing that you may not know still is that AI can actually help you plan a summer vacation. Our senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicky Wynn is here to show us how. Vicky, good morning. Hi, good morning to you all. Yes, this is peak travel season, and if you are scrambling to figure out where to go and what to do on that next vacation. Think of AI as a personal travel assistant. You just have to type in a few sentences about who you are, what you're interested in, and just a few seconds, you could have a trip tailored exactly to you. Whether you're looking for a beach getaway, a camping trip in the mountains, or an exciting excursion overseas, deciding where to go and how to get the best deals is now a whole lot easier thanks to the magic of AI technology. Instead of wading through endless Google searches, sites like ChatGPT allow you to type in the type of trip you're looking for and, in just seconds, receive detailed and personalized itineraries. ChatGPT and generative AI tools are going to be a big change, uh, similar to really when Internet arrived in the 90s. So here's how it works. Just go to an AI site like Google's Bard or ChatGPT, create an account, it's free. Then type in your criteria for a vacation. What are you looking for? The more specific, the better. I've typed in what are family-friendly vacations within 300 miles of New York City. I'll be traveling with my husband and three daughters, ages 14, 11, and 7. Voila. Here's a whole list of places to go. The top three, Cape May, New Jersey, Mystic, Connecticut, and Hershey, Pennsylvania. AI's efficiency is proving to be a big draw with travelers. One study found nearly a third are likely to use ChatGPT to book their next vacation. On a scale of 1 to 10, how helpful was AI in planning your trip? 10, easily. I spent hours doing it, Googling search, Google searching everything, and ChatGPT, it's like talking with like a friend. That's super knowledgeable about things. Celia Quillian booked her last vacation using ChatGPT, the site suggesting Puerto Rico as the perfect destination. What did you actually type into ChatGPT? I would like to travel somewhere that I can access with a U.S. passport. I want it to be temperate, going with my husband. So I want there to be opportunities for excursions in nature, for some romance, for good food. ChatGPT even gave her a seven-day itinerary, complete with a spreadsheet of activities broken down by distance and cost. Look at that. In like five minutes, it gave me so many recommendations. Major travel apps are also using AI to improve the customer experience. Expedia launching a chat GPT-powered travel planner in its app that recommends trips for users. But AI isn't perfect. Information on the free ChatGPT site can be outdated. It's only pulling from data as recent as September 2021, so it can't give you current prices. And some hotels and restaurants, it suggests, may have gone out of business. ChatGPT sometimes invent 
information or really comes up with stuff that doesn't exist or is wrong. For 20 bucks a month, you can upgrade to a subscription that has current info and pricing. But experts say if you think AI spells the end of the human travel agent, think again. Travel advisors can be a customer service representative for you if anything goes wrong. And more importantly, they're providing their firsthand knowledge and experience. And here's the thing. Be patient if you are using sites like ChatGPT or Bard. If you're not getting the kind of information you want at first, ask the site. How should I prompt you if I want to learn about something like affordable trips in California? The site will then give you specific questions you can use to get the information you need. The key is to keep asking those questions to get the hang of it. It's so inception. It's like you're asking the AI to iterate for you, but it's actually really easy. Last night was the first time I'd used it, and it came up within seconds, and it was very intuitive. It planned our spring break in Panama, down to which day you should surf. There you go. That's creepy. And where you should go ziplining. Bigger question is you surf? (laughs) (laughs) She does not. I was going to say, that's a video I want to see. We're out of time, Peter. Vicky, thank you. You're welcome. Vicky, thank you. All right, Dylan, how about another check? Craig just laughed at you. (laughs) No, the kids surfed. I was on the beach. You were laughing, too. I was. The idea of Chanel surfing. I'm going to learn to surfboard. Just for Uh, We have a chance of some severe storms today back through the Plain States. Keep an eye out for large hail, damaging winds, and tornadoes. Heavy rain down along the Gulf Coast. Hit and miss uh, type thunderstorms that could produce some heavier downpours, and it's very hot and humid. It'll feel like it's close to 100 degrees across the Northeast. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Coming up, we are going inside some major health headlines, including the new drug that could be a game changer in the fight against Alzheimer's. Coming up, if you indulge this week, five easy steps for a summer reset. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.